Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You don't just live in your home, you live in your neighborhood as well. So when you're shopping for a home, you want to know as much about the area around it as possible. Luckily, Homes.com has got you covered. Each listing features a comprehensive neighborhood guide from local experts. Everything you'd ever want to know about a neighborhood, including the number of homes for sale, transportation, local amenities, cultural attractions, unique qualities, and even things like median lot size and a noise score. Homes.com. We've done your homework. I am all in. with Scott Patterson, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, everybody. Scott Patterson. We are back. I am all in podcast, iHeartRadio 111 Productions. We are joined by Danielle Romo, Tara S., our newest member, and the one and only Amy Sugarman, the straw that stirs the drink, the paddle that churns the butter, the (laughs) paddle that... Anyway, I'm going to stop there. Anyway, uh, (laughs) The paddle that whacks your fanny you, when you're being bad. I try. What did you think <laughs> of this lane-centric episode? I loved it. I really loved it. You know, I just, you know, I had a thought last night. Once in a while, I get a thought, and I, I want to share Shock. my thought. Not thoughts. That's not plural. Thought. <laughs> okay. One thought. I had one thought. And uh, it seems like Lane is the Korean version of Lorelei. And we are watching Lane go through what Lorelai probably went through at some level in real time. Uh, And isn't it interesting that... that Whoa! Did did, did, did you just blow your mind? Actually, a little bit, yes. (laughs) A little bit, bit, yes. And that's why... Because with the difficult, strict mother Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. trying to control it, I'm like... Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, my Lane, head just exploded. Lane is Lorelai. Re- she rebels. Right. <gasps> she 
She's rebelling against a conservative mother. You know. I actually. Yeah, that's feel why. Like that's the character. Correct. That's Rory's sister. That's why they're best friends. That's why she's always over. Yes. And that's why Lori's Lorelai is such a great mother because she has been through this. She understands this dynamic. That's her real oh mother. Every, God, see, every just... the a lot of fans wish that uh, Lauren Graham was their mother. And I don't blame them because she's a spectacular mother. The character's spectacular, right? And Lane wants that too. My head is actually exploding because I've never mm. thought of that, mm. of the parallels between Lane and her mother yeah. and Lorelai and Emily. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's just a. Uh, Mrs. Kim is almost like an enhanced version of Emily. That's she why I'm even be more. Right. That's why Emily and, and, and Mrs. Kim got along so well. Remember when they. Oh my God. Yes. When she went shopping. Yeah. They fell they, in love. And they went back and forth on the price, and it was like <laughs> they respected each other. They did, yeah. Scott, mm-hmm. I'm I, impre- I'm I, I had a thought. That was a thought. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I actually am impressed by that. Um, well, it just became, you know, finally we get to spend some time, some real time with Lane, mm-hmm. and I was I was grateful for it because she's. I tell you, I don't think. And, and, you know, another, I did have another thought. And oh, I, this, is, this is too much. There, there could day. be another this thought coming. Just much. look, but fasten your seatbelts. I know it's a rare occasion. <laughs> Let's mark the time. Time mark. Um, basically, Lorelai. And here's the thing about Lauren Graham. I wonder why she never got into stand up comedy, because that's basically what her character is. Yeah, I agree. Lorelai is a stand up comedian. She's making light of everything. She's hysterically funny in every, any situation, in every situation. And, you know, a career as a stand-up comic was waiting for her. Now. Yeah. She did it with those PTA moms. When right. you guys bump in. How, how great was that scene and how clear <laughs> were her comedic skills uh, on display? It was so apparent that I'm, I'm not saying she missed her calling, but when we, when we actually have her on, on the podcast, I've got to ask her about this. Yeah. Because she, you know, she was, she's in that kind of Whitney Cummings category, mm-hmm. you know, the brainy, beautiful, um, incredibly intuitive, incredibly funny person. And right? when you see her on talk shows, you oh. realize how funny she is. Right. I she, haven't read her books, but I'm sure mm-hmm. they're written in that same tone. Right. She takes over the talk shows. I mean, she's mm-hmm. funnier than the hosts, right? So she tells mm-hmm. her stories and she's slaying all the time, right? Good for her. Mm-hmm. I, it's one question I'd, I'd, I'd want to ask her anyway. Well, amongst many. Um, okay, Danielle, do the synopsis because we, we got all carried away. Yeah, we got carried away. <laughs> I was like, are we going in order this episode or no? A little bit. I'm going to loosen that up a little bit because it started to get kind of annoying. I was irritating myself. I was so annoying. So I I'm going to loosen it up a little bit. Okay, so this one is season three, episode four. One's got class and the other one dies. D-Y-E. Yes, exactly. Mm. D-Y-E-S. Synopsis. Lorelai is invited to give a speech at Stars Hollow High School, PTA, and she convinces Luke to speak too. Lane needs to find a plan to secretly attend her band practices and tries to rebel against her mom by dyeing her hair. Jess and Shane's relationship is whatever, and Luke tries to (laughs) confront him about it. Here we go. Another Daniel Palladino written episode, which I thoroughly And again, you can tell because I thought this episode was 
perfectly written. Like mm-hmm. I, I was laughing out loud yeah. multiple times. And I also felt like it moved. Right. A lot happening. Right. And it, and, and listen, and, and Lane and, and Keiko again, uh, putting her very formidable comedic skills uh, on display here. In every awful. single scene. She's nailing it all over the place. And the, the thing that impressed me in both the most about her performance was when she and Adam Brody were outside after, you know, people, you know, Todd started to quit or Zach started to quit. And then John Cabrera quit and she went outside. She was all huffy. You know, she was, Blustered, she was yeah. steaming. Um, and Adam was trying to calm her down. And, and it's that she never went over the top with the anger. She kept it comedic. She kept it within the discipline. She kept it within the style of the show, which is so hard to do. Cause when you're bubbling and going that fast and you're bubbling up so much, it's, it's, it's easy to go over the top and maybe she did and they just calmed her down, but she, it was very, very skillfully totally. executed. Uh, and it you really kept I, me in the moment. So I love about Gilmore girls that I realized I was listening to a different podcast this week. That's called the rewatchables. I always listen to it. I'm obsessed with the rewatchables. So basically it does what we do for Gilmore girls mm-hmm. on all different movies. So they're talking about the movie panic room. Do you remember that movie with mm-hmm. Jodie Foster? Mm-hmm. And what they point out is, so in it, Jodie Foster's daughter is diabetic, but you never get the weird scene where she's like, you know, daughter, you better grab some orange juice because of your diabetes. <laughs> like it doesn't shove it in. Right. Like you just subtly see something in the refrigerator mm. and there's like a, a, a minute reference. And I feel like Gilmore Girls does that too. They don't bang us over the head <clears throat> with anything. It's mm-hmm. like. And dare I bring up, I don't want to bring it up, but the Christopher showing up scene, it's like going back to it. It's like, we don't need to be banged over the head. Is bang, is it banged? Yes. Bunged? No, it's not bunged. (laughs) It's not bunged. Could you bung me? And in this episode, there was so much nuance. Right. And then you're like, oh, oh, it's so good. Like with Rory and Shane. Rory never says to Lane, I hate that chick. She sucks. She never says it. You just are like, oh, she hates her. (laughs) Right. It's like when you think that Rory doesn't have an answer to that situation. She she went back in and bought that black dye and delivered. Okay, so so we'll start from the beginning, which is good with Shane and Jess, because we're in the diner. And it's Rory and Lorelai and Lane comes in. So we know there's some band elements happening. And then bebop, boom, here comes Shane. And it's just make out city. And I think you say make a hole. Um, they referred to me as weird. Uh, Rory's, Rory, Rory they, she said, you're weird. And then Rory said, but he's always been weird. Is that, is that the perception? Was, yeah. Remember when, they, when he served that. them the burger, he said, dead cow, dead cow. <laughs> Very time of the show. That's weird. <laughs> I was like, who wants to eat a burger after so your, you well, know, I like, think the I'm point is saying that dead Luke cow. eats healthy. Right. Luke doesn't eat the way they eat. And so right. he, oh. he always has to remind yes. them from the beginning right. of time, you should be eating like asparagus. Yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a healthy guy. He's a green guy. Dead, <laughs> dead cow. Dead cow. <laughs> I miss that. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I, the Fake eating was a little bit too fake for me, though, this episode. Because with the tiny little bite out of the burger bun? (laughs) My favorite is when Lane stole the burger from Rory, and she goes, and then you look at the burger, and there's like a sesame seed off. Right, exactly. (laughs) The tiny little bite of the burger bun. (laughs) I also 
have to comment that I love the background actor in this scene. So basically, Rory and or they're walking out and there's a couple sitting right by the door and Shane blows in and the woman at that table, you guys have to rewatch it. She just gives the eye like and she maybe was directed to do so like. Ugh. like as Shane flies in and then she gives her the stink eye as she's making out with mm-hmm. Jess. I was like, yeah. oh, way to go. Because that's, that's, it was yeah. what I would have done. Right. That's good background acting. She she was yeah. definitely directed to do that. Or And if she did it of her own volition, Steve Robin, the director, went to her and said, you know what, do that. That's great. That, that reads great. Because they're on the monitor. Everybody's in uh, Video Village looking at it on the monitor. Yeah. How does this look? And how, does that yeah. look too much? And you know, so, and they're really watching for the extras and saying, tamping them down. It's like, you're doing too much. You're doing too much. That one. It they wasn't pro- too much. Yeah. It that was one like, they probably it, loved. Yeah. Yes. Because I was it. like, if someone blows through a door and sort of pushes someone aside and goes, make out with a dude, you're yeah. going to be like, what is happening? That's, that's not stars. Hollow. That's, that's <laughs> no. no, no, that's it's not. Do you sad, like Shane? Not, I, I do. I, I do. I, I like her. I do like her. I liked her in that scene with Rory where, because she's not letting Rory get the better of her, you know, she's, right. she's fighting, but she's tough. Right. And she doesn't leave, seem to let Jess walk all over her. Right. Like when they're on the phone. Right. It's kind of like, she seems like she's sort of a strong girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's tough. Yeah. She's, she's a strong although girl. Her personality, she wouldn't have gone into the closet. Although maybe she's just like, I don't want to deal with your your in, uncle. Right in the face of Luke Danes, she's everybody goes in the closet. Come on, Are you kidding me? You mean you mean Butch Danes? Butch. <laughs> was that your picture? Just tell us now. It 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 wasn't my hair, but it was my face. No, they fully like it. photoshopped. They did. That was not my body. It was only my face. Oh, they cut your face out and put it in there. They put a younger version of my face. Yes. Yeah. I, I think. Did I, it come back to you when you saw that? Where you're like, oh. That was funny. Yeah. But it wasn't my hair. That was somebody else's hair. They they put some some a flat top hairdo on there. And uh, oh. that was somebody else's body too. Yeah. I never so, ran track. Here's my question for you. Yeah. Is a fib a lie? <sighs> Give me an example. Like Lane. Lane, she fibs to her mom. Like she says, I'm with Lorelai and Rory, even though it's a fib because she's only with them for 8.2 seconds as she's doing band practice or whatever. To her, it's a fib. To her mom, it's a lie. It depends on your perspective. Because she's going to get a Canaan if that ever, if she ever gets caught fibbing, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> she's going to get a biblical Canaan. So, yeah, definitely. So where where are Danielle, we? Danielle, do you think a fib is a lie? I I think what Scott said was perfect. It's it's all according to your perspective. Because she wasn't technically lying. However, she definitely omitted the truth. She's uh she's moving the gold pose for her own purpose. Yeah. She she knows her she had to cuz her I live by the words of Lane. I will fib, but I won't lie. But she is lying. <laughs> She's fibbing. Okay. And then we saw the town at night. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. They showed this great shot of the town at night. And then we go into band practice. And right. this is the first time we see Zach and Brian, mm-hmm. which was massive. Mm-hmm. Danielle has no idea why, but, but we know. Yeah. Do I know? 
Why? Why is it so massive? God. I'm not even answering that. I'm just going to let you guys live your lives and follow the journey. Why is it so massive? I can't tell you. It will ruin so many things. Okay. I will say I'm very stoked for Dave and Lane. I do. Whatever is going to happen there, I love it. Yeah, I do too. I like that relationship, how it's starting and how he is and... You know, I can see why he, he I can see why I see why he went on to uh, bigger and better things. Yes, because he's know? so darling and he has amazing timing. Right. He really has the cadence for this show. Right. And right. actually took it with him to the OC. Yeah. He does yeah. speak Gilmore a bit when he went to the OC. But you know what? He wasn't really doing the Gilmore thing as a member of this cast. He was doing his own thing. He was. Yeah, maybe that's it. And I don't know how they let him get away with it, but I think they liked what he had to bring to the table so much they just sort of let it pass. Because he wasn't flying through the dialogue. He wasn't speaking. But he has up. a cadence and right. a rhythm. All his own. They liked yes, that. He, so, right? Yeah. Yes. And yeah. he is like that on the OC. Is he? I never I never watched it. I might be wrong, but I think that had he not left to do the OC, they probably would have made him more prominent on Gilmore. I, my gut is they would have kept him around. He you know, was the, too good. You know what? All of the here's the interesting thing about that. Here's a little inside information behind the scenes stuff. Um, all of those young guys, the uh, the the Chad Michael Murrays, the Jareds, mm-hmm. that and and by the way, let me say right now, I am sending out love and support to Jared yes. Padalecki and his lovely family. I am hoping he recovers a hundred percent. I understand that he was a passenger in a car. There was an accident. Uh, Jensen Eccles, his uh, partner in crime for supernatural said he could have been killed, but the airbag saved him. And Jared's quote in entertainment weekly was, it was like going 12 rounds with Mike Tyson. As if anybody could survive that except for a Vander Holyfield. Um, And the guy on the Southwest plane. Right. And the guy on the Southwest plane. (laughs) But, you know, hoping you recover 100%, take all the time you need, buddy, and uh, we're hoping you come on the podcast real soon and tell us about your your wonderful career and your time on Gilmore Girls. So all the best to you and your wife and and sons, Um, and speedy recovery, buddy, speedy recovery. You know, everybody is uh, pulling for you. Shout out to AstroPro for sponsoring this episode and providing free samples. It's springtime and that means allergies. Mine have been throwing me off and I need something that works fast. That's where AstroPro comes in. It's the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. And it is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter spray you can get. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Plus, it is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. AstroPro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. So if you suffer from allergies like I do, get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with AstroPro. Go to AstroProAllergy.com for a discount so you can AstroPro and go today. Visit A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Ah, summer, the best time of the year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices, 
And vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With IKEA, your plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Anyway, let's get back to what we were talking about, what we were talking about. So we're talking about band practice and they're, you know, they're practicing at the record store. And it's the first time we meet Zach and Brian. Oh, and oh right. We're, we're doing the We're doing the Adam Brody cadence thing. So he was exactly. really his own guy. He was just so fully formed a character that he must have walked into the audition. And they just went, yeah, okay. Don't change a thing. Don't speed him up. Don't get him to adhere to the Gilmore speed trap, you know, that kind of a thing, because he was just handling it so well. Yeah, he's very likable. Yes, and against Lane and her hysteria, yeah. right? And yeah, her, 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 yes. Her pissed, I mean, justifiably pissed off. People are going to quit her band, for God's sake, all the effort she had to go through to to get that they, I mean, We'll talk about in pop culture, but they make the reference to Pete Best, which was that mm-hmm. the, like, Beatle that never yes, was? Yes, I think he was the, yeah, the guy, he dropped out. Yeah, they either kicked. No, they they actually no. He was in Hamburg with them for a year or so. And Ringo did he quit? Who? Pete Best quit the Beatles. I think he. I believe he was in Hamburg with the Beatles for a couple. You know, the Beatles became the Beatles in Hamburg, Germany. They played thousands of shows in two years. I mean, it's all they did was play shows. They played five shows on a Sunday. They played six shows on a Saturday. You know what I mean? That's all they did. That's why they were Mm -hmm. so tight and so great. And Ringo Starr was in Hamburg too, and he was he was the most famous person in Hamburg. Ringo Starr was, and they were they always wanted him, and they finally got him. I correct correct my <clears throat> own error. He what? was fired. 
He was not, he did not. He quit. was he fired. fired. Yeah. They, cause they didn't like what he was doing with some of the songs and they he was needed, the drummer, yeah. they needed a better drummer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great scene. There Aaron, is evidence that he was fired because of his good looks. <laughs> it's never a good thing. <laughs> so, okay, so now we're in. You don't want to compete with Paul and John. I'm like, what? No, 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 no. I'm looking at a photo, and hmm. Paul is a more well to each their own. But Paul is handsome. So hmm. okay, so Lane's in her closet. Which I don't I think that's her, in dispute. <laughs> I thought her closet was amazing and rory's in a room and i noticed a fun some fun little tidbits did you guys in rory's room such she's got like a nutcracker up in her room like uh, the room was amazing mm -hmm. and lane's closet phenomenal so mm -hmm. then okay sorry while they're on the phone deb debbie fincher clicks in oh and then that whole thing happens heidi swedberg from the seinfeld fame God, she was, was George, her she mom was George's hair. fiance, yeah. Her mom hair yeah. was so bad. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> oh, yeah, wait. She's not the one that dies licking the envelopes, is she? Yes, that's her. <gasps> that's her. By the way, not today, but one of these days, you have no idea how many people want us to do a deep dive into the sponge worthiness. So one of these days we'll do a special. Okay. I mean, they ask every week, so we got to give it okay. to them one day. But well, yeah. No, oh my God, she died licking the envelopes. Yeah, her, her mom hair, Deb's mom hair. Mm -hmm. Bad. <clears throat> By the way, great scene. Uh, <laughs> my favorite part of it was when, when Lorelai clicked off because she said, "Well, how's your, how, how's your, how are your kids?" <laughs> she just held the phone, and started talking to Rory. It's like uh, she's just going to talk about her kids for you know a couple minutes. I don't need to know. Uh, uh, the timing on that was beautiful. Everything was great about that scene. Um, and uh, she didn't know who the heck that woman was. So <laughs> it, it was hysterical. It, it was really Not good. one clue. I, I, I thought this was yeah. such a great episode for Lauren because she got to yes. display in a sort of very lighthearted way her, her comedy skills. It like, was really Lane and Lorelai, which yeah. makes me even more of an explosion because of your thing you said at the top of this episode. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. like, whoa. Right. Right. Also, Lane, the fashion was so five stars in this episode. And Lane's fashion was amazing. From the mm. orange shirt, her orange little polo, to her plaid that had like a little bit of a Western element to it. It was just her fashion was fabulous. Okay, so then you can her, hold on. You oh. can't you can't talk fashion. If you're not going to mention the, the mom sweater. Yeah, I was yes. going to say, you have to mention the sweater. Of course, we will. We will discuss more when we get to that scene with the lamb. Uh, the lamb so sweater good. and the deer sweater. <laughs> so Lane's mom wants to force her to go to a religious college and really force her to do what she Mrs. Kim wants. Thoughts? Oh, uh, <laughs> Well, she's she's not going to bring up the band <laughs> in no. the face of that. <laughs> I'm going to Hartford. <laughs> it's like nah. she's all abort, abort. Oh man, look, oh, she's in a bad spot. What's she going to do? She's she's got to make it work at the local music store. She just has to. Yeah. And I I I think that I don't know. It's like Zach. Come on, you know, you, just practice. You don't listen. I used to practice with a band all the time and we would practice really loud. And you know what? It didn't help. 
It didn't right. help anything. It doesn't make you better. It just made us more deaf. It doesn't make you better. There's right, no reason for it. And exactly. Just turn it down. Just turn it way down. So then you can sort of layer the guitars and you can sort of weave stuff together. And, and, and you know, it's amazing that, that he didn't know that. Um, I don't know. Yeah. So that, uh, it, I, for me, an inauspicious debut for Zach, right? Mm. You know, uh, interesting character for sure. Uh, mm. I'm sure he comes around full circle, but, you know, the first we see Zach, he quits the band. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> this is Lane's dream. What are you doing, bro? <laughs> you know, and then John, and then who's John Cabrera's character? I, I, Ryan. I, I, Ryan. And then Ryan, Ryan. wants to Brian quit the band. Brian with a B. Brian like, with a B. But I guess that's how these things are in high school, right? It's like, I'm not feeling it, man, so I'm out of here. Yeah, she didn't know them before. She just met them. You know, yeah. they don't go to her school. I mean, as an audience, we know how big of a dream this is for for Elaine and how it's not just, I mean, it's the reason people join rock bands and run away from home. She's, she's that uh, right. not stereotypical situation, but it's like, you know, whether it's, you know, abuse or it's alcohol or whatever it is, you know, it's like, we got to get away from this and join a rock band and go be famous. Um, um, she's, she's that girl yeah. and she yeah. wa really wants to do this. And I think it's a, it's, it makes that power, the power of that character palpable because, you know, it's so relatable. I mean, it's so relatable and it, just a great episode for her. But and they I, I seem thought, like kids. They do seem like right. high school kids. Right. We do an, another show about 90210. Mm -hmm. And those kids never seemed like they were in high school. They were like 10 years older, whereas these right. guys seem the age. They seem right. 16, 17. Right. They act 16, 17. It's, they definitely seem like kids in high school. Yeah. yeah. Like, come on, Lane, you can figure it out. You can get to Hartford. Yeah. You know, you can do chance. it. Yeah. I wonder, I guess. And here's another thing. I did have another thought. Okay. I had another thought. The thoughts got it's together and had, had babies. This is too much. If Mrs. Kim is so obsessed with Lane's education mm -hmm. and she's so concerned with Lane's future, why isn't she in private school? Maybe they couldn't afford it. Okay. There's scholarships. True. There's all kinds of, there's, there's financial aid. There's right. It's a good point. Why is, did she is go to Mrs. The... Kim not a woman of, uh, True Resources, hustle and means. Right. I mean, she could have figured that out. What's she doing in Stars Hollow High School? That's a great point. Not, I, I mean, it's not Chilton. I don't know how highly rated Star, Stars Hollow High School is, but it's a small town, right? In Connecticut. So it must be, look, Connecticut has a great school system. It's good, right, right? But it's not private school. And also you would think that she would have gone to a private school just <clears throat> because it was strict, you know, mm -hmm. wearing a uniform. Absolutely. This, this, this. Like uh, Mrs. Kim... How do you say no to Mrs. Kim? She would have gone to any private school, made a deal with some antique furniture or whatever, given them half their business. She would have done anything so that her daughter could go to private school. Why didn't she do it? Do you think it's because it's closer to her house so she can actually watch Lane's every move and she knows Ooh. everyone in Stars Hollow? That is an interesting, that is an interesting point. <laughs> wow. She knows oh. every single person, every kid, every parent in that school. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. She's got so, the eyes at school. Yeah. So many things blowing yeah. my mind today. Yeah. They're right across the street. She's right across the, the, the town circle, town square. Yeah. Right. Interesting. 
Okay, so now we're at the inn and Lorelai's prepping her speech and you get on the phone and you're like, I want to back out. And she's doing the baby voice versus the Louis Armstrong voice. <laughs> that was highly comedic, but very odd, I yeah. found. <laughs> yeah. Michelle was perfect. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> the man slays me. The man just absolutely slays me. Did you just say slays you? Oh, yeah. That makes me so happy. Oh, I, it kills me. That guy kills me. Yeah, he is. He delivers. I mean, he, what did he have? One scene? Yeah. What do you have? Five lines of dialogue and he steals the, he, I don't know if he stole the episode, but man, that what a, scene. What oh a highlight. God. Yeah. I, what a highlight that was. Oh, my God. Goodness. He went so fast with it that I almost wanted to watch it like eight more times because yeah. he is just cruising with the liners, yeah. making fun of her. Oh, his timing is perfect. It's perfect. He's perfect. It's just unbelievable. I love that guy. <laughs> I want to bring him back on the podcast. Oh, I, yeah, you guys, I asked Scott, you might want to pop him a text because they pitched him to me. He's got his new show coming. Yeah. And so I said, we really want him to come on again. Yeah. He'll come on. I know. He's so great. I was just with him in the, where was I with him? I said I was, it. I told them. I was with him in, was I with him in Atlanta? No. Yeah. At a convention. I was with him. In, uh, yeah. He was in, a, he, yeah, I was with him. We hung out the whole time. He's great. We, we, That's our booth, booths were next to each other. Were you popular? Yeah. Yeah. People <laughs> wanted the double selfie. They wanted to, you know. Oh, oh yeah. Sure. Double yeah. selfie. The double I, selfie. I, I kept interrupting him. He kept interrupting me. Hey, Scott, they want a double. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Excuse me. I'll have to go over here now. He's right there. He was right next door. He was my neighbor. Did you guys notice it's fall? Obviously, because it's the beginning yeah. of season three, but they're really showing us fall with the pumpkins. And the the Halloween decor. The yeah. Pumpkins. Yeah. Um, that made me like so excited and it's April here. I know, like <laughs> darn it. <laughs> Still got a couple months to go. So Rory and Lane are walking through town. And this was another thing that I thought was brilliant about this episode. They walk into the beauty shop, which we've never been to the beauty shop. They're shopping. Wait a minute. Are you, are you, are you, wait a minute. Are you, are you skipping the Luke wanting to back out of the, uh, the no, speech? You thing? said it was awkward. No, that's, I mean, but there's more to it. Okay, go, tell. No, no, I mean, you go, you go, you tell. Well, I did think the baby voice was awkward and the Louis Armstrong voice was like funny, but awkward. Mm -hmm. And then that she convinces Luke to do it. I, I noticed something about these two. The banter between these two is so, even when it's awkward and, and cringy, you still feel the love. Yes. It comes through loud and clear. They are perfectly matched. They are perfect for each other. And you don't expect Luke to, you don't expect those things to come out of Luke's mouth, right? If you're looking at him, you're like, that's the last thing I expected that guy to say, which, mm -hmm. is, the, which is why the character is so great. It's what he says. And it makes Jess so brilliant because Jess calls him out at the end of this episode. So mm. that's, I thought that was like, oh. Yeah, Jess is, uh, Jess is going down a couple notches in my book. No. Wow. You know, the character's going down a little bit. <gasps> Not agree. He gave a look. Look, when, when, when 
what's the girl's name? The blonde girl's Shane. name. Shane, Shane and Jess passed Rory and 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 Lane on the street. Mm-hmm. You know, Jess looked back and kind of gave her a dirty look. He's hurt. He's brokenhearted. Yeah. He is. He's, that's why he says Shane means bro- nothing to me. I don't even know her last name. Yeah. The girl he says the girl I like doesn't want to be with me. Oh, right. my, that part. Oh. Of course he gave her the dirty right. look. If only he knew that Rory's flipping her lid on Shane. He would be so happy. Literally, Jess is just using Shane as a rebound. No, I get like, that. I get that. But listen, uh, you know, Rory got on a bus and went to New York City. She'd never been there before to go find him. She found him. Then he comes to the wedding. They kiss. She kisses him. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like. I'm she not gonna... won't break up with Dean. Yeah. So in the beauty shop, the thing that I thought was so brilliant, just beyond mm-hmm. brilliant. Mm-hmm. They're shopping, they're doing all their hair thing, and they're they're going, going, going. And then boom, Shane. Like I did not even I've seen this episode at least three times and I forgot yeah. she was in there. I'm like, that was great. Oh, oh God. Isn't that great? What did you think, Danielle, when she there she was? I mean, I loved it. That's the best, you know, like that's Especially her being on the phone, kind of ignoring Rory a little bit and Rory demanding attention. It's just. She was on the phone with Jess. I know. That's the best part. <laughs> that's the later scene. That's the later scene. I that's think when that's, she goes back for the black hair dye. Yeah. Okay. Oh, sorry. Yes. Okay. But that's fine. You guys can I, I sit corrected. Yeah. So, yeah, there's Shane. And I think it's interesting that she never says to Lane. That girl's no, dating that's Jess. That's the girl. Yeah. You know what her that, best friend, she doesn't you, say, I don't like that girl because I love Jess. Like she can't right. even, she oh does hem and haw about it in the bathroom when Lane's like, I want someone like you and, you know, like Dean, like you and Dean. And she's all, you can tell that she's just like, mm, I, I know. Why, and I she still like can't even tell Lane like yeah. her. Oh my God, Amy, I didn't even think about that until now. Right. You're so right. Like, Literally, this has happened twice now. Like mm-hmm. it was with Paris and Rory back when they were, uh, you know, in their summer camp thing. And then now where you, Lane's like, you have the perfect guy. I want your love. And she still can't even say it's not. Well, imagine everyone tells you every day you have the perfect guy for the perfect guy. But you're inside. You're like, I don't think I like this dude anymore. But you're yeah. like so conflicted because everyone's telling you this is the guy and also telling you the guy you like isn't the guy. Mm-hmm. A teenager would be a total wreck. I also think she loves both, though. I think she's kind of in the middle of she loves Dean for who he is, but she has this crush on Jess. So she's kind of and she doesn't want to admit that at all. Yeah, I disagree. I think, really? yeah, I think she loved Dean and like has nostalgia with him and like history, but she doesn't care for him now because if she cared for him now, she would let him go, in my opinion, because she's so enamored with him. I mean, Jess. that's very evolved for a teenager. I, th- I yeah, I was going to uh, say you're the same right. Thing. You're well, right. Like, People <laughs> hang on. I mean, adults hang on, to, you know, before, you know, yeah. You're yeah. right. But like, I, I don't. I don't see her connection with Dean at all anymore. Well, we saw it last week a little bit in the diner. They were very cute. And I think even you admitted they were cute. There's something there that remains, but it's definitely like the flame is dying. Yeah, but she knows that. I mean, it's it's almost like they're a married couple at this point mm-hmm. from her point of view, because he's just always going to be there. She can rely on him. He's a rock. Mm-hmm. And maybe she felt it 
you know, maybe the flame is doused a little bit. Right. She's not breaking up with him for some reason. But is he, sorry to interrupt, but is he, is he giving her a reason to break up with him? No. Right. So other than just, she doesn't like him as much. I have a question. Mm -hmm. Do you think if Jess went up to Rory in this episode and was like, I want to be with you, but you need to break up with Dean. Would she break up with Dean? Hmm. I'm not going to answer that. Oh no. Does it happen? (laughs) Shit. I've done this so many times. (laughs) Are you predicting the future? Accurately? Oh man. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what, what, what she would do. Cause it's hard to let go of somebody who has been so there for you, built you a car, loves you unconditionally, doesn't necessarily understand you a hundred percent. Um, but I know she just doesn't see that long. That's not a long-term thing for her. That's going to be somebody who maybe will be in her life for a very long time on a friendship basis or some, a very special someone. Right. But you know, they ain't walking down the aisle together. (laughs) Yeah. Or maybe they are. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> yes, you know. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just no. Danielle I'm, I'm doesn't hypothetically know. speak. No. I'm, I'm hey, not Danielle, saying. what did you just say to Tara? <laughs> She's like, like, do they? <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I legitimately am watching this for the first time. So I know I this love is it, all and everyone so exciting. Everyone criticized us in the beginning when we started this podcast because they were like, Danielle doesn't even know the show. Sorry, that's probably not the tone they used. But it was like, we had a point. Our point was, Scott's in it. I've seen it almost every episode at least three to five times. Three. Tara three. has two. Tara's yeah. seen it a lot mm-hmm. of times. We wanted somebody that's watching this for the for Virgin Gilmore. It's that exciting. was our original title. That, our original that, title right. for the show was that Virgin would be me. Gilmore. Virgin yes. Gilmore. Yes. Yeah. Ah, summer, the best time of the year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices, and vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With IKEA, your plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Okay, so we go into the diner and she calls you Lucas. Did you catch that? The, uh, the Laurel I did? Yeah. Somebody replay it, but I'm pretty sure she goes into the diner. You're not dressed for the speech. And right. she's like, Lucas, unless right. I like misheard right. it. You know, I want to go back. You know, the only thing that could have made the, uh, let's go back to the, um, sure. the, the Rory and what's her name again? Shane. 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 Rory Shane scene. <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you, and I'm not, trying to be sarcastic or even a little bit of a wise ass, but um, I half expected there was a part of me and I was hoping that it wouldn't happen. There was a part of me that thought maybe um, from behind some of the display cans that Christopher would break through them and say, Rory, why haven't you called me? I've been going there was just a, there was a twinge. There was a tinge. There was a part of me that was like, God, is Christopher going to show up here? Cause I didn't expect Shane. And I like that. I said, that's how you do that. But then I, it went back to the other episode when, you know, they cut a hole in the roof and drop him in uh, to, to Emily's house. I thought if he shows up here, God, God. Did you imagine Christopher just doing this with the shampoo? <laughs> That would have been kind of awesome. I mean, he knows, where the, he knows where the bookstore is. Remember, he went to the bookstore. Uh, he's like in Dosey's Market underneath the cantaloupes or something. Miss you know, <laughs> Patty lifts a cantaloupe and says, oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> oh, my God. I wouldn't have been okay. mad. I wouldn't have, I been, wouldn't mad. have been mad either. It would have been, <laughs> would have been hysterical. Oh, um funny. Anyway, where where are we going now? Sorry, okay, so we're in the I, I diner, and she's like, you're not dressed. And he's like, this is my power outfit. It's my power outfit. And then she takes him upstairs, and <sighs> Jess is in the apartment, and they kind of, he doesn't, he, <laughs> wait, this made me laugh. You go in, like, the bathroom to change, and she's like, mm. I've seen you with your shirt off. We've been to the lake or whatever. Right. And then, Which I thought was kind of flirty, flirty. Like, yeah. I was definitely being like, I've seen you shirtless before. <laughs> And then dropping that little hint. She knows that Jess has got a girl in the closet. Right. So talk about that scene. You know, uh, that scene showed me that Lorelai was really happy being with Luke mm -hmm. and commanding him 
to put on a shirt and clean up. She wants to be that in that situation. That's what it showed me. Yeah. She wanted to be married. She wanted to be with him. It's like, I'm really comfortable with this guy. I'm so comfortable with this guy. I can order him around. I can grab him by the shoulder. I can push him up the stairs and he likes it. And he liked it too. He liked that she was Uh doing that. She's the only person in his life that can get away with that because they like each other so much, Uh you know, and it's like finally a situation where they can have some physical contact or be in contact with the, with each other, except, you know, as, as customer and proprietor, you know? Um, Right. Right. So I just think he relaxed a little bit and he was, you know, as looking forward to doing this speech thing and spending time with Lorelai as he can be. Right, he's only his... doing it for her. He has right. no interest in doing the speech at all or going back to the school or any of it. He's doing it to be with her. Right, right, right. Did you um, suspect Luke to be a parrot head? A parrot head? That's the name of the Jimmy Buffett fans. They're called oh, parrot heads. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no, I did not. No, I did it... not expect that. That was great. Yeah. yeah. Wait, what, it... Danielle? No, Tara was going to say it's something. Buffett head, not what it's actually Parrot Head. They really? call it the wrong name in the show, but oh. Buffett fans are actually called Parrot Heads. It's it's commonly associated with a Buffett fan, but she did say Buffett Head. Yeah, she did. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, she did. Oh. She yeah. did, but it's really it looks in, like that's in, one of Tara's pop culture. Yeah, we'll get to it later this week because IRL that's a, like, confirm. they're really called Parrot Heads. I mean, unless I'm insane, I'm not. I know I'm right. Okay, so then we, so what did you think of Shane in the closet and how Lorelai knew and Luke did it? And I could see it in her face. She's talking to him and all of a sudden you see in her eyeballs. That's why I love her acting. Because you're literally like, she gave him this look. We should freeze frame Mm -hmm. it on the Instagram because she gives him a look like saying, like, there's a girl in your closet and I know it, but I'm not your mom. So I'm going to cruise out of here, but I'll be telling your uncle. And also while she was looking through the closet, she, you know, like, oh, I think this is what you're talking about. But like Jess looked back too, like, hey, you know, like, did you notice that? I didn't get that it was that closet. For some reason, I thought the girl was in a different closet. No, because she was looking through the shirt. Then how did she not see her? I think that was the whole point. Like she was looking through the closet and she kind of, if you know, if, if you rewatch the scene, she's like looking through it and kind of pauses and looks back and has a connection with Jess. So that I'm 90% sure that's the closet that Shane was in. All of these things. Was Mm. I, what do you think, Tara? I I think you're right. Now that I think about it. Yeah. I think it's the only closet. Isn't it the only closet in that? I didn't get the vibe that she (laughs) saw her. I got the vibe that she just knew knew Jess was up to something. Right. Cause he kept looking back. And he was all squirrely. He was look. he, she saw him looking back at the closet. And I thought there was a little noise. Yeah. They need to get some eagle eyes. Because he did that awkward move back to the chair as soon yeah. as they walked in. And he was sort yeah. Of like, looked yeah. Guilty. Yeah. Was, yeah. He did look guilty. So then it's we go to act. Lane's good gigantic act. bathroom. Did anybody else? <laughs> so big. That house is huge. <laughs> Just the whole house. <laughs> it's like, your bathroom's huge. Rory's wearing an awesome orange shirt, doing her hair. It's totally stinging. Lane's like running around the block. The, oh, my, my God. 
That is my favorite scene of the entire episode. Mm-hmm. Is when Lane runs around the town square practically right. no. with bleach in her hair, bleach in her flailing. hair, a towel around her shoulders. So she's like, Rory's like, I'm dizzy from the smell, and then she's reading the bottle. Is your scalp broken? I don't know my scalp. That well. <laughs> my scalp is broken. She's like, I don't know my scalp that well. <laughs> That scene was hysterical. So my only uh, question about that scene is, is why weren't they sort of whisper shouting? I mean, they were talking at like a higher volume um, when Mrs. Kim came home. And I was thinking Mrs. Kim can hear them upstairs. I don't know. That house is so big. I mean, the antique store's in the house. It's like, I didn't think she could hear. But where did Rory exit? Two. She the go window. out the window and out off over the roof. I guess. And then how did she get back out. in? I couldn't what? figure out if suddenly she was on the first floor. I know. I thought the same thing. Yeah. That was confusing. And I was also confused at how quickly Lane got her hair back to black. Yeah, it takes Very hours. <laughs> like yeah. literally within the next scene, her hair was black. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Well, first fast. she went bleach, then she went purple, right. then she freaked out, then Rory goes to get the black, <clears> and then it was black. We're not totally sure on the. The amount of time it could have been a few hours because mm-hmm. Lorelai's given the speech and then she has the whole drama with the moms TV magic um, TV magic and yeah, the pie funny. is done very very <laughs> funny stuff okay so um, now we go to the school and this was like beyond Deb is, Butch yeah, the right, kids right Classic uh, scene between uh, classic reveal Butch Danes. That's classic. Uh, we see <laughs> the goofy, we see the goofy face shot of me when I, I don't know how old I was. In that Did picture. you guys see the poster in the school that says "Homework Don't Leave Home Without It"? Mm-mm. Oh <laughs> so Mm-mm. Good. That's good. <laughs> so good. So I think we're kind of bebopping back and forth because I think we're at school. Then we go back to the hair situation. But I mean, but we find out that Luke did not have a good time in school. He didn't like school. No. What's that about? Let's discuss. Well, I think we knew that a little bit when you had to go to the principal's office because of Jess. Right. You were he, like, I don't want to be here. Right. Right. So what happened? What happened? I don't know because I just assume you were popular. Maybe just you just did, didn't get straight A's and it was like you didn't love school. Did you seem like you that, were popular. I think you were school. popular. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And obviously, Butch Danes was an athlete. I think you just weren't mm-hmm. good at school. But you're so good at math. Mm. Huh. Mm. And it seems like you went to college. Because you know how to run a business, but maybe you just learned it. I don't, think you, I don't think you need to go to college when you inherit a diner or a hardware oh, store. That's right. You yeah. did inherit it. You grew up in it. <clears throat> yeah. Right. Yeah. So Lane admits she's in love with Dave. Mm-hmm. Very cute. Mm-hmm. And then, so we're, we're going minute, back and let's, forth. Let's, let's, the let's, scenes are going back and forth. That's right. the trick. That's why I'm kind of jumping around because gotcha. you see the first part of school, then we go back to the hair, then we go back to school, and now we're in the classroom and the bleep hits the fan. Um, <laughs> I think this might have been Lauren's best work. Uh, yeah. Some, some of the best work I've ever seen her do. Um, I was just beaming with pride. Uh, watching watching her execute those very quirky little funny little lines and pauses and I mean it's just 
not a lot of people could do that. And it was just wonderful to watch. I agree. That whole thing was amazing. Really wonderful to watch. I loved, I'm showing you this. I loved the cursive on the chalkboard. Did you guys notice? It was like <laughs> beautiful Lorelai Gilmore and Luke Danes in chalk cursive. Did you guys not see that? Seems like a Deb move to me. Very Deb. For yeah. sure. Yeah. How about Deb just horrified? <laughs> Deb's like just horrified. They're like, didn't you get pregnant at 16? I'm like these bratty little kids. Like, can you not? <laughs> what the heck? Yeah, and I think, it, and, and if it's Deb's class, right? No, if Deb's the PTA mom putting it together. There yeah. is so a who's, teacher. Who's the, who's teaching the class? Who's I don't the teacher? know. I don't know that we met, knew that, or maybe this was more of an after-school thing. Mm, yeah. Okay. It was that three four o'clock? Right. Yeah. So I think this was some sort of PTA. So thing. why didn't Deb stand up and stop the students? Yeah, they kind of blame Lorelai. Why are they blaming Lorelai? Right. Exactly. Lorelai did all she could, and she was yeah. gracious and funny, and you know she was polite about it. And totally. they just so so Deb should have stood up and said, "Now, now, you know, listen, we're here for this, and we got to stay focused." Right. And, do, 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 do. and she didn't. And then she. I agree completely. And then all the moms mm. gang up on Lorelai like it was her fault. She's like, you asked mm. me to come. Right. And I didn't want and to talk also, about this. What right. is Lorelai supposed to do in that situation? Right. You know what I mean? Like, she's like, she can't say, I wish I didn't get pregnant and didn't have Rory. Because those are all, you know, those kids all know Rory. So she's kind of got to be like, I'm so thankful that I got Rory out of this very unfortunate situation. You know what I mean? Like My second favorite line a- in the whole episode. You know what's fun to talk about? Late checkout. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> she tried. She tried bringing it back. Right. <laughs> Let's go through that. <laughs> She's trying so hard. She tried everything. Um, I also felt really bad because Lorelai was so excited for this moment right. because yeah. it's something that was hers. And they keep bringing back that she got pregnant at 16, mm-hmm. which just isn't really fair to her because... She created a whole life on her own mm-hmm. and it's still biting her, you know, in the but butt. That's that's small towns for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's like yeah. poof, everybody knows your business and they don't forget. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There was more meaning there, just as we talked about last week, like Dan Palladino writing about the Harvard family. Mm-hmm. There's significance to that. Yeah. You know, so. Then we go like back that, to Lane. Lane's freaking out, and Rory has but then, to go. But then, but then, wouldn't wouldn't that have been another perfect moment, you know, to find a, a use for Christopher again? He comes <laughs> into the classroom. Lorelai, why haven't you called me? <laughs> He's like Superman saves the day. Yeah, okay, so Rory goes to the beauty shop and has the altercation with mm-hmm. Shane. Mm-hmm. My notes just say, "Holy cow." <laughs> I thought that Shane uh, held her own. Yes, I agree. But uh, Rory delivered the knockout blow. Yeah. And I assume that Shane has no context. Do you know what I mean? Like, she's like, why is this chick all up in my grill? Because she doesn't know that there's something going on between Rory and Jess. So she's just like, why is this customer crazy? She also acts like she's never seen Rory before. Right. Right. You can oh, expand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But maybe she doesn't even notice her. Maybe Shane just doesn't notice her in the diner. Yeah. 
and she well, didn't know. Tone. Like she's the too first... busy making out the whole time. Yeah, her right. eyes are only in Jess's eyes twenty four seven when she's in that time. And when they first kiss by the tree, and Rory, she never saw Rory. That's true. Now, there is a great debate though, and mm-hmm. I need everyone to weigh in. Is bloaty a word? <laughs> because I use bloaty all the time. <clears throat> it appears to be. In the Wiktionary, which seems to be the Wikipedia version of the dictionary. So it's slang. It's, I think it's, it's slang. It's slang. It's not in like Webster's. Right. It's in the Urban Dictionary. Yeah, I feel like that yeah. is. I've heard, I've heard that used that way before. Bloody. And I definitely feel bloaty whenever I eat too much peanut butter. Right. Anyone? What an odd. <laughs> oh, I was expecting you to say I, too I many feel, cupcakes. I feel that way when I eat too butter. many blueberry muffins at breakfast. Blueberry muffins could make you feel bloaty. Very Peanut butter is a very bloaty food. It's, it's like very, a, it's really a known is. fact. Yes. And the older oh, yeah. you get and you eat it, the more bloaty you feel. Yeah. Those young mm-hmm. kids, they need to back off because I'm of a certain age where... I'm going to try almond butter. Does almond butter make you feel as bloaty as peanut butter? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll have to limit my <laughs> almond butter. Yeah. Just butters in general. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So we now have the conf- confrontation of Luke and Lorelai and the PTA moms in the lamb sweater, the deer sweater with the hair. I, they didn't have a leg to stand on. It was ridiculous. It was, it was a tailor-made, it was like a softball pitch to Lorelai to hit it out of the park. And she did. The thing I liked so much about the scene is that Luke got the heck out of there. Yeah. He didn't want to deal with any he of it. He bugged out. He's like bugged out. He just went back to the diner. I just he don't know how you abandoned her. He yeah. abandoned her. <laughs> but but he she didn't need him there. Right, which I no. think was also sort of more to you know, he she doesn't need him to like save her. And I think that's another thing about their relationship. Like he's like, she's got this. Right. That's not even a fair fight. Five against one against Lorelai, against these puffs. No, they're done. Yeah, all bad. Yeah. Do they do they even these know puffs. what they're getting involved? She, she's a chainsaw. She's gonna chew these people up. Daniel, wait, what were you gonna say about the whole I was gonna say, how dare you try to confront Lorelai in those sweaters? Right. Like yeah, it's not gonna happen. What are you wearing? It's not gonna work. And, she and the hairs, all the hair. Right, exactly. <laughs> The fact that you all use the same hair, lousy hairdresser. God, I mean, if anyone was, could find that lamb sweater, I will rock uh, it. I will rock yeah. it so hard. Yeah. That is cool about the relationship. You know, she's strong. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he doesn't have to stay. And he knows uh, that. And she knows right. that. It's not like she went to him later and was like, you left me out there with those crazy moms. Like, she's like, no, dude, I got right. it. Right. That's an I indication that he understands her better than anybody. Yes. I agree. Mm-hmm. So and recognizes her power. Yes. Yeah, and she just calls them out and she's she was, you know, professional about it, I guess is the word to say, and then she gives them the dig like you're a lousy hairdresser. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. And vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? 
What if there's another way? With IKEA, your plants can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. So then Jess and Luke have their... Oh, the best uh, scene. I'll let you comment on it first. Go ahead. Interesting. Yeah, Danielle and Tara, you guys go first. Uh, a favorite scene. Honestly, my favorite scene of the whole episode. Um, Luke comes in pretty, pretty hot, right? Mm-hmm. And Jess is just taking it and also giving back like all the comebacks in the world. Like when, when Luke was like, I know you had a girl in the closet and he was like, yeah, I know, you know, like I didn't ask her to go in there. Like, I didn't care if you guys caught us. Like literally he was kind of like, can I say badass? Yeah, of course. Uh, he was kind of a badass in that scene. I was like, whoa. And like, also so was Luke because Luke really wanted to totally. teach Jess the right thing. And ultimately, I felt that Luke's lesson for Jess was all about respect, respecting uh-huh. yourself, respecting the girl, respecting your uncle, your parent, <clears throat> having respect for another human. And I thought that was very beautiful too right yeah 
I agree. It's about- it was a really touching moment. I was mm-hmm. like, I loved, I loved Luke and how he was like a total thought, like fatherly discussion with his son. It felt like, you mm-hmm. know, obviously we know that's not, you know, it just is just his nephew, but like literally like that was like such a, like a cool moment to see between the two of them. And you also saw like the sadness that Jess had, you know, like there's a lot of hurt in Jess right now. And, and I think, that scene just kind of showed that like Luke is like the one person that like mm-hmm. he's really got. And Luke doesn't want him to just mess around with a girl. Mm-hmm. He wants him to care about someone mm-hmm. and that person to care about him. Right. He's going to miss out on the pageantry of life. Mm-hmm. You know, if he continues to uh, hide his, you know, bury his feelings and just use people. Yeah. Like that, bury you know? his feelings. That's exactly yeah. right. Um, I called that have you the, that scene have you no decency, Mister Jeff Jess? He just wants him. To, he wants him to be. He's trying to raise him like uh, and influence him to be decent. Just be a decent mm-hmm. human being. Respect people. Yeah. It doesn't matter who they are. Just respect them and respect the town and respect me and respect Rory and respect Shane and you respect and, yourself and respect yourself. <clears throat> but yeah. Jess was right, calling Luke out, saying, "You haven't told Lorelai." how you feel and she oh, can yes, convince yeah. you to do anything and you do it like a puppy, but you don't say how you feel. That's a cheap shot. True though. That's I not true, it, but it's different. It's a different context. I mean, we're talking about, Correct. you know, he, he's, he's a, a fly by night character, a, a transit, transit, transitory character who's coming in and out of town who knows how long he's going to stay he doesn't have any responsibilities he has no roots in that town it's easy for him to say something like right. that i thought it was cheap i it thought was. they were all cheap shots because yes luke, 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 yeah. luke has roots in that town he's got a certain respect in that town uh well and luke always respects lorelei right and that's the core of it that's why he's and luke not respects himself Right. And he's right. And he's protective of himself. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to go out on a limb unless I'm hundred percent sure. Right. Because the consequences could be dire for his business, for him personally, for mm-hmm. Lorelai, for Rory. So he's doing the right thing. Yeah. And, it's apples and oranges. Although mm-hmm, there is some mm-hmm. truth to Jess calling him out. Like, why don't you say how you feel? It's like the theme of season three is don't tell the people that you need to tell how you feel. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Just keep it in. Rory isn't telling Dean. Rory isn't telling Jess. Jess isn't telling Rory. Uh, Luke isn't telling Lorelai, and vice versa. It's just a lot of lost communication. But Luke is not that guy. At least he's not that gu- that guy yet. Where he's sitting around talking about his feelings or or, or yeah. spilling his guts to somebody. It's not him. It's he understands the value of long term and he understands the value of friendship right and he understands community i think that's why he's beloved he does understand all those things and he's not willing to in a selfish way risk all of that plus his reputation and and maybe the reputation of somebody else or their heart by making a move on a girl that he's really good friends with Right. Yeah. Whose daughter is in a precarious position because mm-hmm. she doesn't need to be disrupted at this point in her life. She needs to focus and study. And her, her mother doesn't need to be involved in some 
you know, highly charged relationship, which, which it would be right because of the chemistry, it would be explosive. You know, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn, but, um, you know, let Rory get to college and then make, maybe he makes a move. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, don't disrupt. I see where you're coming path. from with that. Yeah. I think we just need to. Cause that's how I played it. Yeah. That's how I, I, I think- that's how I interpreted it. Like your role here is to be a steady influence on Rory's life and also Lorelai cause she needs it too. Yeah. I think that as far as the conversation with Jess goes, mm-hmm. Luke was not being so Rory wasn't entering his mind as much as he's saying, you shouldn't hide a girl in the closet. And you need to have respect for her and respect for yourself and and respect for what I want, which is not having a girl in here at all or in the closet. But also, if you like a girl, then like that girl, but don't use a girl. Mm-hmm. It yeah, was a basic, good father moment. Basic values. Yeah. yeah. If you want my respect, then you should respect others. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's a very that's simple exactly lesson. right. Yes. Yeah. It's like, this is your life. You're throwing it away, you know, one person at a time. Right, because he was sort of like, I didn't make her go in there. She didn't care about me either. And right. Jess is sort of like, mm, it's all good. And Luke's whole point is, no, that's not all good. Like, I want you with someone you care about that cares about you. I don't, you and Shane are just like being like disrespectful almost, like to everybody. Listen, um, Jess is in a very tough spot. He is not going to come out of that. You know, when you get rejected by two parents now, what, you know, who's, who's the dad? Right. Who's his dad? You. No, but I mean, who's his biological father? I don't do. No, we do know. We do know. Who is it? We don't know yet. He go. it's Rob Hesties because he goes oh, later. Oh, right. But we don't know right. that yet. Okay. So then his mom can't handle him. I right. mean, this kid is in such deep pain. Yeah. He's really confused. He does not. When he's heartbroken, the girl he likes is but still dating com- someone else. He's completely out of control. And yes, he's highly vulnerable. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know why he's doing these things. He, th- these things are just happening. They're just band-aids. Shane is a total right. band-aid. It right. makes him like feel better in the moment. Right. He's going to sabotage his entire life um, because of how he, because of this rejection, this parental rejection. And Luke has a, you know, he's, he may have bitten off more than he can chew here, but he, I, I think he understands what Jess is going through. Yeah. He just doesn't want to play into it. Yes. He's not, I think that's right. I think, I think that's he right. does understand how crucial this is. And yes. that's why I think that scene was so powerful. Yeah. And you know, what's just, so interesting. Mm-hmm. The biggest scene of the episode is typically the scene before the last scene. I've noticed that repeatedly in Gilmore Girls. Like, this is the dramatic scene. This is the crescendo, whatever right. we call it. But right. then we still have that moment where Lane and Rory are walking, and Lane has the cute 13 sweatshirt, which really made me think of Taylor Swift. But uh, And Lorelai walks up and notices the black hair. Lorelai starts to tell her about the PTA moms, and then it kind of fades out. Right. Why did they want to go to uh, Al's Pancake World? What, what is little, that about? That was a little weird. Maybe it's because Lorelai didn't want 
her daughter to see Jess kissing Shane again. She's protecting her daughter from that. I don't know because she doesn't know about all She's, that drama. No, she does. She's sitting there right in. She doesn't. She's sitting there right in front. No, Lorelai doesn't know that Rory had a confrontation. No, but I, but she sees that Jess is kissing this girl, and she knows that she that she be. senses there's something between those two. Obviously, she doesn't want it to happen. She doesn't that like Jess. That could but. be. Okay, now mm-hmm. that you're saying it, obviously she saw Rory kind of uh when they were kissing right. in the right. diner. And she knows that Shane was in right. the closet. Yeah. So, so you could be right. I don't think it had anything to so, do with No, Luke. no, no. But I think Luke's diner has become a little toxic for Rory. And let's go to Al's Pancake World and give my daughter a break. You know? Yeah. Interesting. Being a good mom. Right? Being yeah. a good mom there. Um, so that pretty much wraps it up. I... I Look, this is back-to-back Daniel Palladino written episodes, and I just find them, mm-hmm. I find his writing to be so pleasant. And I just really think he captures the spirit of what the show is at its best. Lighthearted, fun, high-paced, and uh, mm-hmm. poignant at the end. And I, I just yeah. love how he sets everything up, you know? I agree. And he writes the funniest oh, God. too. Yes, you know, isn't it interesting? I mean, I said it, it's mine. so interesting. This, this, this Amy and Dan Palladino, right? This, this couple, this writing couple. Here's the lead of their sh- most successful show to date at that time. A girl who's a stand-up comedian. You put her in this situation, right? She's basically a stand-up comic, and then they make another show, Mizell, where the woman's a stand-up comedian. So th- they they're writing to their strengths. They know what they're doing. <laughs> Well, and how interesting. They've been married for mm-hmm. so long and they mm-hmm. work together. And obviously it's going well. Yeah, in they're both. both brilliant writers and, uh, you know, good for them. Good for them. But uh, I love, love, love the Dan Palladino episodes. They're filled with musical references. They're filled with the spirit. They're filled with rebellious characters fighting back in humorous ways. And they're, it's just, just wonderful stuff. What was, what was your favorite lines? What was everybody's? Danielle Tara Scott. I could go. So I'm going to give it to my girl, Lane. And Lane says, I'll fix Brian's deviated septum. I'll shove one of my sticks up his nose. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That's so random. Because I literally just kept laughing after (laughs) she was holding her little drumsticks. I was just like, oh my God. Um, My favorite is also from Lane this episode. And it's when Rory's doing her hair. And she says, of course, I don't exactly have what you and Dean have because you love Dean and Dean loves you. In my situation, I love Dave and Dave thinks that I have a decent sense of rhythm. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Uh, I I really like Lorelai's line uh, uh, when she flipped the card and tried to change stuff. Now let's talk about like checkout. (laughs) (laughs) This was great. And Yannick. Mm -hmm. You know what's great? It's like, yeah, check out. Out. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And I got to give it to my boy, uh, Yannick Truesdale. Uh, uh, oh, that was, entire scene was genius. Yeah, that was my favorite scene. But uh, second favorite, Lorelai in the classroom was my favorite scene. I stay strong on this might have been one of my favorite fashion mm-hmm. episodes, too. Lane's fashion, everybody's fashion. Yeah, I kind of glazed over so it, good. but Scott... 
Luke really dressed up and pulled himself together yeah. this episode yeah, with the button the down button and the down. hair. I was like, okay. What can I tell Luke you? is all schnazzy today. What can I tell you? Oh my God. Wait, what's next oh, week? God, what is next week? We've got uh, eight o'clock at the Oasis, episode five, season three, mm. eight o'clock at the Oasis. Wow. So anyway, uh, Thank you, everybody. That was a fun discussion. I I really enjoyed the episode. Yeah. Um, and I thought we had some pretty interesting insights. Yeah. You um, did. You really Ooh. did. Oh, no, no. I'm, come on. That's mind blower this time. Yeah. Anyway, thanks, guys. Uh, and again, best fans on the planet. Appreciate the comments. Keep them coming. Uh, and, uh, and that's going to be it for us. We'll see you next time. Stay safe, everybody. Hope no one feels bloaty. <laughs> <laughs>don't forget follow us on instagram at i am all in podcast and email us at gilmore at iheartradio.com oh you gilmore fans if you're looking for the best cup of coffee in the world go to my website for my company scottyp.com s-c-o-t-t-y-p.com scottyp.com grade one specialty coffee Ah, summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories... They have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.